This is Big Sky Lead, a dive into the stories about how government and politics drive the direction of Montana. This podcast is from the reporters of the Montana State News Bureau in Helena, your eyes and ears on state government. It's produced by me, Tom Bridge. Our team brings you an examination of Montana's new landscape with new laws, a new governor, and a new Republican dominance across all of state government. Today with me is Tom Kuglin. He's been reporting on a story uh, about some of Montana's uh, rivers reaching all-time record lows for this time of year. Um, This June has been marked by a number of record low flows across Montana. Um, How bad is it, Tom? Um, I I think just the historic nature of some of what we're seeing is, is speaking to just how bad I think things are getting this year. And some of the people I talk to, I mean, there's there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of optimism out there. Um, I think one of the biggest things we saw early on is is the Smith River, which I mean is one of the most famous rivers in the state, and really is the only river that has a lottery system where you have to put in on it and and try to try to draw it. Well, I mean, thousands of people put in for these float dates, and um, because of the low flows this year, that river just just really bottomed out really early um and so these people who, who really thought they were going to be coming to montana or you know in-state residents who are really looking forward to, to going down the smith for the trip of a lifetime we lost about a month of the peak season this year so yeah do we have an idea about how much this season has been shortened relative to say the last few years sure so you know the the state um it's a state park so they they publish the lost statistics every year, so you can say um, how many people put in for each given date. Well, you know the peak season's traditionally kind of mid-May to maybe mid-July in a good year. Sometimes a little shorter, sometimes a little longer. Um, by the middle of June, flows. Um, you, you, you think of an average flow in mid-June on the Smith is 500 cubic feet per second. Um, you know it's down. Um, near 100 feet cubic feet per second 140 somewhere in there um so they're talking about records for the 30-year history of monitoring on on that river um the state doesn't actually stop people from floating it but they have some pretty um, good recommendations on on what's allowed and um or what's a good idea is probably a better way to put it but um below 250 cubic feet per second is where they they suggest you cut off rafts and then below 150 is where they suggest you cut off kayaks and canoes most people take the smith in a raft um and that means that you know again uh, probably a month of prime floating season um historically the people who floated that river is 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 not going to happen this year um we've gotten a couple little storms it'll bump up you know, 40 CFS for a day or two and then go right back down. So you mentioned all the recreationalists that put in for permits um, and come out and whether they're resident or non-resident recreationists. Uh, What about the uh, guide businesses and outfitters that, um, you know, do commercial trips down the river? Have you, have you heard from them at all about what the shortened season means? You know, I, I, we know because we can look that there's been a lot of guide days canceled. Um, I didn't specifically talk to a Smith River guide. Um, who I talked to was Mike Bias. He's the executive director of the Montana Fishing Outfitters and Guides Association. And he straight up said that um, his members are hoping for a miracle. Um, wow. 
that it's the earliest that they're seeing things like hood owl restrictions, which means you can't fish from 2 p.m. to midnight, river closures. Um, the situation out there is pretty dire. And, uh, you know, this comes on top of some, some really good reporting from Michael Cast at the Montana Standard about um, what we're seeing with some of our brown trout populations in mm -hmm. southwest Montana. Um, a lot of concern out there because those populations are not doing well um, compared to historic numbers. And uh, I think flows and temperature, you know, are probably the main culprits that a lot of people are looking at with those. Do we do we have any idea what the contributing factors are here? Um, is it is it a, a, a low snowpack? Is it you know this continuing drought that we're seeing this year across the West? Yeah, so it's interesting because I was talking to Colin uh, Colin Mays, who's the park manager for Smith River, and he said, you know, we actually had kind of decent snowpack this year. I don't think it was anything special, but it wasn't awful. Um, and then. Um, anybody who's in Montana in late May remembers it looked like Christmas morning there for mm -hmm. about three or four days. Um, and so he thought, oh, we're going to get this storm and it's going to save the season for for everybody. That wasn't the case. Within two weeks, the, that's when the flows bottomed out. So we've had, obviously, uh, kind of a dry June. Um, the long-term forecasts, though, are looking not, not anything good. Um, we're looking at drought at least through um, western Montana um, in July and by August um, for the entire state and really most of the west. Next week we're looking at you know near triple digit temperatures across Montana so um, I don't think <laughs> things are, are looking good at all right now. Well uh, well, and to put it in perspective for listeners we're not talking about all-time low flows on these rivers uh, we're talking about lowest record flows for this time of year can you put that into context a little bit of course yeah so the flows we're seeing on the smith the smith hits that every year mm -hmm. um the thing is it doesn't usually hit it till august okay um you know there has been low snowpack in areas of southwest montana things like the ruby river beaverhead jefferson um where they are correlating low snowpack to what they're seeing with some some very low flows there um you know we do um, have to talk about the elephant in the room here, which which is climate change. Um, the the cl the last climate assessment the, um, that I've looked at for Montana, you know, it talks about not necessarily that the overall flows in some of these streams and rivers is going to be um, significantly diminished based on sort of their latest projections, but the timing of flows. Mm -hmm. um, so we're talking earlier peaks in the spring. Um, you know, obviously last year we had. Um, pretty good water through a lot of the season right. so i mean year to year you're still going to see fluctuations but that that is the overall trend is to um lower flows later in in the summer than they've seen in the past and higher temperatures and that comes with you know fishing restrictions and uh, also you know you talk about contributing factors a lot i think um one interesting conversation i had for the service with michael downey's with dnrc's water division um you know, he said, you know, a lot of these water user groups, they have drought plans, plans in place, and they're already implementing those. Oh, wow. So, like the Ruby River, for example, you know, there's a 10 to 15% cut um, in the drought plan across the water users for that area. Wow. So, the thing he said, though, is, you know, it really depends on, on the Water User Association, where they are with their drought plans, and, you know, how aggressive they can be with that kind of stuff, so... 
So I, I cut you off a little bit when you were talking about kind of the forecast. And is there any is there any relief on the way, or, or are we just kind of getting to the start of this dry summer? Sure, I I think we're we're into the dry summer. Um, you know, we, we we attended the fire briefing for for Governor Gene Forte recently, and um, all the forecast models that they were looking at is for um, unseasonably dry July and August, um, and probably closer to normal come September. So, you know, we've already seen some big fires um, earlier in the year that I think a lot of us have seen or, or can recall in recent memory. So uh, I don't think we're going to see anything change dramatically. Um, we certainly haven't seen it in the forecast from, uh, from NOAA or anything like that saying, oh, we're going to see this very dramatic shift to, you know, cooler, wetter weather. Hmm. So we touched on it a bit, but maybe just to put a bow on it, um, with flows and temperatures expected to be an issue this year and earlier than ever, uh, what does it mean in terms of recreation and these other water users that we've been talking about? So in terms of recreation, a lot of times I think when we think recreation, we think fishing mm -hmm. on rivers. Um, what you're going to look at is, is hoodal restrictions, which is, again, the closure from, from, from 2 to midnight. Um, the reason they do that is because uh, trout, by and large, struggle with warm water, and they struggle with getting caught. So they're trying to take a stressor out to help those populations as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think we'll still see drought plans for, for irrigators. And um, the other thing, you know, I, I think is inevitable, and, you know, Mike Bias talked about this a little bit, is you're going to see shifting recreation. So... If you have a river, say like the Beaverhead or the Ruby, um, and people can't fish it or guide on it, they're gonna go, they're gonna jump to the Madison. Right. They're gonna jump to the Missouri. They're gonna jump to tailwaters kind of rivers. And so, you know, we're gonna see potentially surges on, on some of the bigger, more stable water bodies that are dam controlled. Mm. You know, I, I think it's always good to think about um, what the recommendations are for handling fish when we get into this time of year. Um, you know, you, if you do catch a fish and you're not going to keep it, you really do want to keep it as wet as possible. Try not to take it out of the water, except for, you know, that two seconds you need to get a picture of it and get it back in the water as quick as you can. Mm -hmm. Try to go early in the morning. Right. Right. So. And, and I think for uh, recreationalists, uh, you know, as water gets lower, uh, rivers become uh, more difficult to, to navigate. So it's probably important for people to be, you know, um, watching Fish, Wildlife and Parks Facebook pages and, and other, uh, you know, People or, that, or reading your local newspaper for updates. For know, for updates for updates on, on wherever you happen to get your news. <laughs> this podcast. Um, all right. But yeah, no, I I think that's a big thing, and that's a good point. Especially things like you know, fire restrictions are going to be going into place too. So it's it's a very good idea to keep up before right before you go out. Make sure you're checking to see what you can and can't do because. Um, you know, you don't want to be that person who starts a forest fire or, right. you know, gets caught fishing in the middle of the day when the when the stream is supposed to be closed. So right, right. There, are, the restrictions are there for a reason. I think there's there's some good reasons for that behind those decisions. 
Well, thanks for sitting down, Tom, and uh, talking about these record low flows. You know, I, I I feel bad for everybody who's got a Smith River permit burning a hole in their pockets. I know I have one for July 6th that I won't be able to use this year. Um, so yeah, that's that's another episode of Big Sky Lead. If you want to keep hearing this, make sure to subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom.